0: And then afterwards, you know, we stole everything on their bodies that we wanted, jumped back in the bantmobile, and it's fucking lads on tour again, just rolling away over the horizon. Lads. 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 Lads.
1: the RPS electronic wireless show. It's the 14th of June 2017. We are knee-deep in E3 nonsense. I'm Philippa Waugh and today I am joined by Brendan Caldwell. Hello. And Alice O'Connor. Hey. Hello. You are actually in a cave.
0: You know, everyone's got to be somewhere, haven't they?
1: Well... (laughs) Um, so you are our wonderful news editor. You have never been on this podcast before, so it feels like a uh, good opportunity to have people introduce themselves in a in a fashion. So what what is your job? What do you do for RPS?
0: Uh, I write news posts for the internet. I filter press releases um and add self-indulgent jokes pretty much. Also, oh, so I'm in my early thirties. Um, if I were a biscuit, I would be a custard cream. Really? That surprises me. What would you say?
2: I would have put you down as like a, a no-nonsense digestive or something.
0: A tonic's tea cake. Fuck off. Sorry, am I allowed to swear <laughs> I didn't ask beforehand? Uh, I don't
1: think that has ever stopped Adam, so... <laughs> okay, good, good. We should investigate, like, a comedy beeping.
2: I don't like to put in the comedy beeping because I prefer the sound of a nice, authentic swear word. You can add, like,
0: a radio safe edit record scratch. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> so instead of, like, fucking, it goes for <laughs> Nice.
1: But, like, Alice, I would have said you were more of a Tunnock's tea cake in my, in my head, I think
0: because uh, I am big and dark and filled with sweetness.
1: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Brendy, what do you do for the site and which biscuit are you?
2: Well, I'm a staff writer, which means I just write about whatever Alice or Graham tells me to write about. Um, and I write silly diary pieces uh, where I go into game worlds and basically make a fool of myself. And uh, I don't know what biscuit I would be. Um, I would maybe be one of those Tonics um, caramel wafer bars, but uh, I mean, maybe I'm only saying that because you said Tonics Tea Cake and it reminded me of them and they're delicious.
1: Mm yeah. I think maybe this is just going to make
0: us all hungry. Well, only one of us lives in Scotland and has a ready supply of
2: Tonics products, so... That is also sadly true. <laughs>
1: Well, you also do the um, Premature Evaluation stuff and Freeloaders.
2: Yeah, so Premature Evaluation is a column about early access games, so I get to try all the terrible trash that's on there and the occasional wonderful thing. And what was the other thing you said? Oh,
1: uh, (laughs) Freeloaders.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Freeloaders as well, which is a a roundup of free games every week. But this week we have... uh, roundup of free games for three days in a row you get three games every day to play instead of playing big big stupid e3 games
1: how much of that is revisiting old ground be honest
2: that is 100 revisiting old ground
1: <laughs> so just making sure that people don't miss things
2: yeah well it's kind of like a you know the way we had the best games of the year so far mm. thing for the big games Well, this is kind of like the best free games of the year so far, if that makes sense.
1: Mm, Although I did manage to stick a bunch of free games on that list as well. I was just like, no, shoehorning all of that in, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, shall we introduce Adam in his absence? Because that means that we get to, you know, determine how he is seen by the rest of the world. I'm sure he would be delighted. Because he's, he's deputy editor, isn't he? Now nowadays. I don't know, it is he? I think so. We should probably look this up. Brandy, clip this out if it's wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing that now that you said that.
1: <laughs> but he is off out at E3, doing all manner of running around, playing things, attending press conferences and just generally ma- maintaining enthusiasm through the uh, sea of marketing and press releases, which is no mean feat.
0: You know, he got off the plane at LAX with his dreams and his cardigan.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the land of fame excess. Ooh, (laughs) am I going to fit in, he said in his Mancunian accent.
0: He probably did bring a cardigan, right? Like, that seems an Adam move.
1: I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen him in a cardigan. He's more of a pullover. Pullover Pullover-man. So, yes. And I just write odds and ends. Sometimes esports. That's a thing that i do i'm sorry who are you could you
0: introduce yourself please
2: yeah and biscuit please come on where's your biscuit
1: (laughs) uh well actually i've got some cookies and cream chocolate right next to me that i've just been sort of observing but not eating um not a biscuit well it's got bits of biscuit in it hasn't it jammy dodger could i have a jammy dodger could i be a jammy dodger (laughs) i've forgotten where we're going with this i'm just quite hungry you know,
2: no, Jammy Dodger works for you because the name is not representative of the thing. You know, Jammy Dodger sounds whale well dodge, doesn't it? It sounds very uh, dubious, but um, and Pip War sounds very um, violent, <laughs> and you're not. So, <laughs>
1: well, yes, so yes, good. Well, that's sorted. Sorted. Shall we start talking about E3?
0: Yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah, you're the host, you know, I'm just here to fill space, so. (laughs) Good attitude.
1: (laughs) So, um, obviously, the majority of the press conferences and the streamed stuff has already been and gone, and now it's stuff from the show floor and all of the meetings that's uh, dropping out of... uh, out of la that makes it sound really grim um but i was wondering uh which things in particular had caught the eyes of you
0: two given that you have
1: been keeping up with those things
0: alice see the problem with this is i have written maybe 20 30 posts uh i could not tell you what they were about Well, I know
1: that you care about Life is Strange, so shall we start there? Oh, yeah,
0: that's one of those, isn't there?
1: (laughs) Tell me your feelings about Life is Strange 2 or Before the Storm or whatever. I have not caught up on this. Tell me what I need to know.
0: Okay, so this is Life is Strange Before the Storm. It's a three-episode prequel. Um, set shortly after the death of Chloe's dad, um, when she becomes friends with her <laughs> her gal pal, who is gonna die quite soon. So nice to come in on a positive note for that one. But it's not made by like Don't Know Entertainment, who made the original Life is Strange. It's by a different studio, whose track record is a load of games that look like they exist.
1: But the actual sort of Life is Strange team at Don't Dontnod are also working on a Life is Strange game though, aren't they? Yes, they have their own
0: one, there's going to be two of them. Um, I get the feeling that their game is probably going to be focused on, if not a different place, like different characters, I think they want it to be something quite different, whereas this is more diving into backstory and, you know, history, established events.
1: So essentially what we've got is a kind of Life is Strange sandwich in development where one thing is definitely before and the other thing is potentially after. So we've had the meat and or the cheese or whatever you've got in your sandwich, the jam of the Jammy Dodger, and they're making varying degrees of shortbread. I should sure. just stop that analogy <laughs> been a long week already so it's now (laughs) but yeah um adam has sent comments from abroad anyway he says chloe's voice actor confirmed that she hasn't returned because of the strikes and that is not good not good at all when people speak with the wrong voices i assume they are evil doppelgangers so adam is going to be wrong-footed and potentially terrified of this game that's great, it's almost nice
0: to uh, have a little uncertainty of your place in the universe.
1: Another big announcement was the Beyond Good and Evil 2 stuff, which I saw come out of the conferences. I never played the original, did either of you? Yeah! Uh, yeah. Feelings, emotions towards this news?
2: I want to be really excited, but they also did release a, a kind of CGI trailer. For beyond good and evil 2 what was it nine years ago so (laughs) it's it's difficult to get excited again Mm. and especially since it didn't show any gameplay it didn't show any even in-engine footage or anything like that it didn't show you what you're going to be doing in the game anything like i mean a lot of a lot of games do do that at e3 but for something that's been in development or something that whose original game came out 14 years ago, you'd expect a little bit more. So although it looks quite neat, like the world looks really nice, it's kind of this multicultural super city. There's hybrid animal people rolling around. There's big Buddhist temples, big Hindu temples with neon lights coming out of them. The whole place looks really cool, but um, you you didn't get to see anybody actually running around or doing anything in it. So I don't know what it's going to be like.
1: Isn't it one of those projects that's been sort of really long in development, but also not because it's gone through a bunch of different iterations when they were trying to make various ideas work? And
2: Yeah, like it's not really clear exactly what's, I mean, as far as I understand anyway, it's not really clear what has happened with it. Like it's been in a kind of development hell. Michelle Ansel has been working on it and every time they get asked are you still working on Beyond Good and Evil 2? And they've been asked this periodically over the last, you know, ten years or so. They always say yes, we're still working on it, but they don't elaborate on what has happened to previous prototypes or versions of it because we've we've also seen some kind of fake in-game footage from one years and years and years ago that was set in a kind of um, or it was kind of like a neo-Indian city, um, in Jade. The character from the first game was, like, running through it, doing all this um, kind of uh, free-running Parker through it. So, I mean, you can see where there's parallels between them, but, you know, it would have been nice to just see what, what it was doing. My money's on them just making it, like, a, a an icon-clearing game and just, like, being done with it. Like, it would be such a pity, but I reckon that's what they're going to do. It's modern-day Ubisoft... It's not the Ubisoft that brought the original Beyond Good and Evil. So, I mean, like, they know how to do one thing, and hell if, you know, they might do it with this one.
1: I don't know. I was looking, um, not looking at this specifically, but I was thinking what I would do if I had been asked for, you know, over a decade, whether I was still working on something. And I know that at some point I would just lose my temper and start making things up. So every journalist would get a different story. It would be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be an FPS. Oh, it's going to be a MOBA, you know, (laughs) and just like see what happened when they started reading each other's stories and going, hang on, that doesn't tally with this and just sort of making my own fun at that point i think
2: i mean it's interesting that you say that because the one thing that we do know about it is that it's gonna be it's this that they've said it's an online a seamless online world um which basically might just translate to having some co-op and people like popping in and out of your game in a kind of watchdog style or something like that or it could mean something more than that i mean a lot of fans must have heard that fans of the original and said what why i mean what <laughs> that is not the strength of the first game it's not what it was about <laughs> it was also a really really big change in the tone of it because the first game is kind of a very child friendly adventure where you know you're trying to trying to overcome this totalitarian government by taking pictures and any violence is kind of just like a you know i'm beating you up kind of violence you know you're not really like breaking people's necks or doing anything like that and in this one it was just like filled with swear words you know missiles were being launched people were shooting guns people were trying to get away on motorcycles a huge spaceship blew up and i guarantee thousands of people within that spaceship died so i mean i don't know what their you know the tone has obviously changed in the in the intervening decade
0: i mean i assume the tagline is this isn't your father's beyond good and evil
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, though also the tagline for the first game was, this isn't your grandfather's beyond good and
2: evil, because... Because <laughs> that was Nietzsche, and uh, <laughs> that makes no sense.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I would have done, though, if I had been making the announcement and people were still not clear on what it was? I, I know that I wouldn't have been able to stop myself going out on stage and saying, um, so yeah, Beyond Good and Evil Two is an FPS, hobby-grade co-op campaign, genre-blended, multi-mode competitive esports, meta growth, choice, and epic battleborn
0: heroes. In their defence, most non-human primates never learn a form of language beyond rudimentary sign language. If it took them 14 years to teach a chimpanzee to swear
2: yeah not only does he swear he does it he does it profusely and with a yeah. Lot of colorful kind of flourishes, and he also shoots a gun while he's doing it, and and he also says the sign that the gun makes. So he has a, a level of comprehension beyond most chimpanzees, like you say, yeah.
0: And also, you can't see anyone uh, like constantly reinforcing his behaviour, going good, safe arc, well done. Here's a treat. Like he's just doing it of his own accord at this point. It's really impressive. <laughs>
1: I have a quote from Adam relating to uh, to that. So shall
0: can I... you get like a text to speech Adam? Oh, That would be
1: good, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't have something that would function like that. I'm gonna. I was gonna try and do an Adam accent, but my accent's is so bad that <laughs> it would have just been like that's offensive to Please someone. Please give us anyone. generic
0: northern.
1: No, because it always ends up somewhere around Danny Dyer by way of Russia or something. (laughs) It goes horrifically wrong. Um, But he says, maybe I'm missing home or maybe I'm just a big sentimental sucker at heart, but even though I have no real connection with the first game, seeing people gasping and tearing up made the room a little bit dusty for old Adam. The fabled E3 whooping makes me afraid and alienated, but tears of joy, yes, that is for me. So it's sounds like the room Aww. itself was, like, really... I think there was a similar reaction when I was out there um, to Shenmue 3 being announced. Like people just properly...
0: Yeah, old people are weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, has anything made you emotional, Alice? Has anything, like, got you by the by the heart?
0: I do have an E3 fact for you which is related to this. Is it? Do you know the origin of the name E3?
2: The Alec? No. No, this is a trick question, go on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, E3 is named after- uh, Originally it was just called the game show. Like, the very first one was called the game show. Uh, but as journalists saw the announcements and the presentations, uh, when something that they felt really nostalgic for- or when they got so excited because someone said the words IP, they just let out this shrill, <laughs> shrieking "e," uh, And then of course, they would do that until they ran out of breath. They would <gasps> and then resume doing it all over again, straight back into this cry of ee. You know, eventually they start hyperventilating again. They come out of it and they're straight back into the screeching. That's what it is. It's just e. I'm not going to like do that noise because with this echo it would be deafening I am not... it's just that three times this is where E3 comes from yeah, your I... commitment
1: to this bit is
0: <laughs> astonishing
2: I am not only willing to believe that I am going to reproduce that anecdote and tell it completely genuinely to everyone that I meet that's interested in video games
0: <laughs> how many people is that Brendan? Uh,
2: it's just you two isn't it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brenson, I have been curious. Um, I myself don't know the origins of the name E3, but I heard that you might know the origins of the name E3. (laughs) Would you like to share a story with us about this?
2: There is one story that says that it's a successor to both E2 and E1, which were much less successful, far less successful electronic entertainment expos. And, you know, after they were put in the bin, E3 was the one that took off.
1: I heard that it was because it was at the uh, exact grid coordinates of E3, you know?
2: (laughs) The coordinates of the world, E3. Yeah.
0: I heard what happened actually was uh, the banner for E3 was like one of those old clock uh, timetable indicators at a railway station where the cards clack and flip over and it just got broken. It's meant to go up to E99, but it just got stuck on three. Like, no one's fixed it.
1: <laughs> Actually, I heard that it was just originally called E, but they put up the original banner next to a mirror, and obviously E flipped backwards is three, and people just didn't realise there was a mirror in the way. You see? Yep, I see. They just went with it, you know. I mean, you know, there was no harm in it. it didn't yeah. it didn't do anyone any damage, and you know, it caught on. It's a hashtag now. <laughs>
2: We need to stop. <laughs>
0: it's a hashtag now.
1: How much of this are you gonna cut out?
2: Um <laughs> uh, zero. Zero percent.
1: Uh Sea of Thieves looks continues to look chipper and potentially good.
2: Yeah, I want I want to Sea of Thieves, but it's only Windows ten, so I can't.
1: Well that's the thing last year that I said maybe I would upgrade to Windows ten to play, and then I thought oh don't be stupid, you don't want to upgrade to Windows 10, and then I did for unrelated reasons, regret it with every fibre of my being, but I do also have the the slight ray of sunshine on the horizon that I could potentially play Sea of Thieves <laughs> I just quite like the idea of being a pirate
0: What's your pirate name?
1: Oh, how do I find that out? I don't know like, devastating Pip,
0: that's not okay. You went name. to say Dave, and I like that.
2: Your pirate name is just your um, mother's maiden name mixed with uh, the biscuit that you say you would be, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll just be Blackbeard and just like piggyback off that name recognition. Like he's already got the SEO going, so I could just I don't know.
2: Okay, if you want to get sued. But by who? He's dead. By Blackbeard's estate. <laughs>
0: No, genuinely, there has been. There's been a load of really good stuff. Um, Bethesda's stuff looks really nice. Like the new Wolfenstein, it looks really dumb and fun. Um,
1: Did you like the 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 more recent one? Because like, I think that I I've seen people who didn't, but there seem, there was like an overwhelming positivity towards it generally. So, is this more of the same?
0: Yeah, like it's fun. You you shoot people in the face, and it's alright. Like. That's broadly what I want from a Wolfenstein it does that. This is a really like ill-formed opinion. There's no insight in this. But you shoot people in the face and it's fun, so that's nice. Good, good.
2: It looks a bit wackier than the first one. I only played the, a little bit of the first one, but this one has, I think, the trailer closed with a guy dropping acid and then trying to collect a little cartoon animal, like Lizard, that he found on the ground and talking to it. Um, and it, in the game, it actually is a little cartoon. It's not like CGI, CGI cartoon. It's a little 2D Looney Tunes style guy. I don't know what that's about, though.
0: That's great. You just make
2: stuff up and put it in games. That's a good thing to do.
0: <laughs> what about Ass Creed?
1: How are we feeling about Bored. new Ass Creed? Okay, fine. Move on. <laughs> fine. Yeah, I mean, I've got no interest. I don't really like the series, though. I never managed to get into it. I did try. You know, Egypt might be interesting. It looks
0: fine. It looks like something I would pick up in a Steam sale, play for a bit eventually, have a pleasant enough... Though, I mean, that's the big secret of video games is most of them are, like, fine. They're there. I'm not good at, like, those opinions where you get really outraged and seem offended by the very existence of it. They're just fine. They're there. It's okay. Whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can see why you do news and not reviews, Alice. Like you never, never dip your toes in the reviews water because every <laughs> review would just be, "Well, this is like all video games. It's it's fine. It's grand." You know,
0: they're either like some of them are great, but most of them like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." <laughs>
2: <laughs> three word reviews from Alice all of them just say yeah sure whatever
0: unless I really like them in which case they are a list of guns ranked by size
2: you see you say this Alice but what, what's Devil Daggers is it sh- yeah sure whatever
0: oh my god Devil Daggers is beautiful I love it it is
2: <sighs> there we go that's all we needed, proof that Alice can be enthusiastic about video games. Well,
0: I'm playing Plunkbat. I'm playing a load of Plunkbat, like, that's lovely,
2: that's beautiful. Plunkbat we need, might need to explain for the listeners.
0: Well,
1: and for me, I spent so long thinking that it was, like, some obscure hipster game that Alice had found. Turns out it's player unknown Battlegrounds. That's what I said. Punk oh. <laughs> I was just like, are you trolling me? Is this a real game? I can't find anything about it on the internet. Anyway, well, do you want to do any more E3? Or shall we just give it up as a, as a bad there, there's, job? There's
2: more. I don't know. I mean, like, there's more to talk about. I mean, there's a lot more things that look good. Sea of Thieves, you said, I think I would play Sea of Thieves with all of you because you get Aww. it. Because you can do one thing in Sea of Thieves, which is wonderful. You can pick up your map, the little map that you're looking at, and you can hold it up and then you turn it around and you show it to everybody else. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but video games, man, like that is, that is triple A right there.
1: You know that we're going to end up with a diary feature about how we crashed the boat and, you
0: know, got marooned. After your adventures in Sail Away, I'm not sure I want to be your crewmates. You seem to delegate an awful lot of responsibility to other imaginary. Ca- your boatetar, your boatetar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, what did you call it? The um, the tamayachi. <laughs>
0: tamayachi. Oh man, I'm really clever.
2: <laughs> yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what Alice is talking about, it's um, I'm doing a, I'm sealing the Northwest Passage in a sealing sim called sail Away, which is just you go on a yacht, it's like a small yacht, and you have to try and seal it but the computer does most of the work for you. So I just kind of log off and let it carry on. And then I log back on and find out that we're like stuck in 0.5 meter deep water and can't move. And then I blame the computer because you know, why did why did they do that? But you know, it was me set the course into the 0.5 meter deep water.
1: You ran aground.
2: Yes, that was the technical term that the computer <laughs> told me.
1: <laughs> if you're gonna use your big fancy boat words. <laughs> Mutiny being another one
0: <laughs> It's impressive that even though like That ocean is meant to have a lot of ice And there was none And you still managed to fuck it up
2: <laughs> And in the same I ran a grind in the same bay That the terror The HMS Terror Which was the Franklin Expedition Also ran a grind in mm. So I mean like you'd think That it, <laughs> people would learn from history But you know
1: You were literally doomed to repeat it.
0: There must be something you can do on our boats that keeps you away from the wheel. (laughs) Rowing. You can't be lookout either, like, that one's definitely off.
2: Well, I can just climb the seals and kind of, like, sit there, can't I? I'm happy to do that in Sea of Thieves. What, you
0: mean wait to help us turn?
2: (laughs) Yes. Sitting in charge of the salt. That's my job. (laughs)
0: Can you be trusted with salt? No. You'll find it's all just gone.
2: Brendan, you've eaten all the salt.
0: <laughs> it is quite Moorish. Oh. There's just something really umami about it.
1: What about Anthem? That's a thing that I've heard but uh, mentioned, but mostly in the same breath as, you know, looks a bit like Destiny, but I don't you know, I haven't heard anyone being enthusiastic or excited about that one. So is that an EA project that is inciting any kind of excitement from you two?
0: At this point of a marketing cycle, very little actually gets me excited. Like they're just announcing stuff. It's fine. Whatever, as we've established is the opinion. (laughs) It's marketing. Some of it looks okay, but it's just looking at marketing like, I can review a Kit Kat ad, but it won't be the same as my review of a Kit Kat. My review of a Kit Kat, by the way. Oh, for God's sake, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, like, because I'm kind of vaguely interested in um, going back to Anthem, um, just because, you know, I like an RPG or I like looking at what different people do with them. And I do like a, a space scape that I could potentially screenshot, but. There's nothing within this one that has stood out for any reason, I guess. It's a pretty jungle,
0: you know. It's nice.
1: But you know what I mean. Like, I don't tend to get much opportunity to actually take pictures as soon as the game starts. It's like, oh, I should be shooting someone. Oh, I should be looking at a thing.
2: I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed about Anthem.
0: How do you feel about it? I'm
2: flummoxed, Alice. I just don't. I just don't get it. I mean, BioWare, they've kind of been making MMOs for the past few years, but they're MMOs which only one player can play. Dragon Age Inquisition is just like, do a load of little fetchy quests. Mass Effect Andromeda, I've read, is quite similar. So it seems like they're on good ground that they know well, but I honestly don't think it's their strength. Or, I don't know, maybe it is their strength now. But I, 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 I. Uh... Nah, I don't want like Destiny meets the Division I just, I just, I can't be, can't be done Nah, flummoxed, flummoxed
1: <laughs> Oh god, uh, what about um the XCOM 2 thing the uh, expansion, what's it called Chosen, Chosen, Friends Friends of the People War Friends It's
2: Friendspace
1: <laughs> <laughs> War of the Chosen
2: Um, We should ask Alex or not Alex, Adam about that <laughs>
1: yeah that other person he said he's predictably thrilled but not as thrilled as Eurogamer's Chris Bratt who is still applauding in the theatre 24 hours later in the dark alone which sick burn on Chris Bratt there that or someone should actually go and collect him from the theatre because he might be scared and hungry but yeah so um, what else is there there's the evil within two
0: yeah it's more evil within (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh That's a box quote. It's a perfect <laughs> box quote.
0: See, this is why um, I am a poor choice of super special guest for an E3 special. Uh, my reaction to most marketing is, this is some nice marketing. And then I add more jokes and I put it on the website.
2: It's the best way to approach things, I find. But yeah, I, I, even Within, never played it. There's mine.
0: It's quite nice.
1: Is it scary? How scary is it? Yeah, oh, it's
0: scary. I would say it is not only spooky, it's ooky as well.
2: <laughs>
1: Adam says, I'm calling it dad schlock. You know, like dad rock. No one else is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Adam. I know, Adam's great. Um, he also had thoughts about a few other things so he offers uh the microsoft conference i thought i was in an episode of top gear or a magic show where it was suggested that the collective will of the audience had summoned a supercar into existence there were so many (laughs) games and they all started to look the same and then the artful escape happened and i felt like i danced out of high fidelity cars and guns and into a magic place so, I think he might be slowly losing it.
2: Yeah, that feels like the breaking point, doesn't it?
1: Well, it's followed fairly soon afterwards with, I had a single boiled egg for breakfast. <laughs> 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 um, further down the email is, uh, I think I've been here for several years. How's the world on the outside? Has true monarchy returned to the UK? And if so, what are the demands of the Mecca Queen? So, I think we should send him at least some toast for his boiled egg, but I'm not sure how to help with the rest of the uh the rest of the things. Oh, there's a really sweet anecdote at the end. He says, I saw two huge lorries transporting movie materials and got really excited when they parked just down the block. I thought they might be full of Ryan Gosling's or Star Wars, but it turns out movies are mainly made using wires and gaffer tape. <laughs> His poor face falling. <laughs> um. There's the the other thing was the Ubisoft mentioning of the Mario Rabbids thing that a lot of people oh, have man. been comparing to XCOM.
2: That made me emotional, and not because Mario meets Rabbids meets XCOM, but because the the conference live stream cut away to the I think it's the lead developer of this game. the the crossover game and Miyamoto is on the stage he's giving his respect to the lead developer and it cuts to the lead developer and the lead developer has tears in his eyes and he gets up and bows and he's so happy and, and crying at the same time I felt, a fl- I felt a flicker of human emotion at that moment.
0: Oh, how you?
1: I mean, obviously it's not on PC. It's for Switch, isn't it? Yeah, it's nothing like... to do with us. But, <laughs> but I just, I, I thought that it sounded like an interesting project. And it was one of those moments where people seemed genuinely excited to be there. Sort of above and beyond mandated excitement and whooping. You know?
2: Yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster because, you know, there was that, and then there was the moment when they started showing the footage, and it was like Mario running around with the rabbits running after him, and I was like, Mario is, like, they're just running around. He's not even jumping. He hasn't jumped once. What is going on here? I'm furious. I can't, I can't stand this. Get it off my screen. And then it, they entered a battle zone, and everything went XCOM, and they had to take cover, and they had guns, and I went, what? No, come on now. You can't. (laughs) You can't do this to my, my adrenaline sores. I don't, I don't want it to leave my screen. I don't know.
1: You had all of the emotions. I missed Aisha Tyler, though. She made Ubisoft Conference good.
2: Yeah.
0: I do actually have one small thing to add about E3 and games and spectating the whole thing and getting excited about all of it. Before a game is released, uh, it's just an idea of Riot like what you're excited about is what you imagine it might be and the things you think it could do based on your understanding of it which is quite fun like that's a fun thing to play with it's enjoyable but during E3 there's just there's so much of it and it's so loud that it's difficult to get the mental space to really enjoy the development of your conception of the game it's just like blasting things so rather than all of the things you see becoming ideas in themselves, they're just trailers. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's really anything behind them or anything that will come of them. And over time, this will develop, but at the moment, there's just so much noise. It's it's hard to think of anything in a fun or interesting way. They just look fine.
2: I think that's totally fair. Um, and yeah, like you say, a lot of it is just unknown. So it's just like, trying to divine what a game is like based on the way that cereal is forming in your bowl of milk, you know?
0: Which is a great game, like, genuinely. I, I really enjoy enjoying things in that way. Just the pure idea of games is, I mean, arguably, some people would say that every single game we are ultimately playing within the confines of our minds and the model by which we understand it. Whoa! But even just on a purely marketing level, like genuinely it's fun to see all these trailers and things and these details and just play with the ideas of what it actually is it will never be those things but it's using them as i guess sparks and inspirations to come up with something inside your head it's quite nice i like it
1: it's kind of it's one of those ways of thinking about things that i think gets a bit lost in the rush to assess you know what's worth your time and what isn't and what will come to fruition and what won't, I think it's you don't always get that moment to say, but it's nice to actually be in that liminal phase So, in between all of the uh, E3 shenanigans we have actually managed to play some bits and pieces, um, so shall we start off with Plunk Bat? because I know that Alice and Brendy you've both been dabbling in player Unknown Battlegrounds. Do you want to explain a little bit about what it is and why you have been enjoying it? Or not
0: enjoying it, if you're not? I mean, it's another battle royale game, but one which is slightly more polished than the others. It's nice. I like it.
1: What What is this? Like, if I booted it up, what would I be doing? Am I on a team? Am I fulfilling objectives? Am I crafting? do tell
0: it doesn't have craft in which makes it a good game (laughs) so a hundred people drop out of an airplane because reasons uh and then have to kill each other until only one person is left because other reasons um and it's set across like a 64 square kilometer set of small islands in some generic like eastern european setting and you just go running around, you pick up guns, you pick up equipment, you use those things to shoot other people and hopefully not die yourself. Mm. Um,
1: Is it a last person standing kind of deal?
0: Yeah. So it's either, it's got like solo play or you can go in a duo or squads of up to four. Mm.
1: And is there like that element of like terrain destruction or like things um, which gradually reduce the area? Because I think that's some of those types of games have that, right? Yeah, it's a
0: staple of the series. Just every few minutes, the available play zone gets smaller. And if you're outside it, you take damage until you die, which is nice. It forces people together, it makes action happen.
1: And like the thing that I liked the most when people were talking about it is that I think if you are first, do you get the winner winner chicken dinner like, award? Yeah,
0: it's I don't know (laughs) I mean I do know the answer what happens is when you win the game uh, instead of saying congratulations you are the victor or video game won uh, or good job player you've battled the grounds it just says winner winner chicken dinner and it must be something which is i assume it's a saying which is f- more common on american playgrounds because people s- seem to take such delight had you not in... heard it i've heard it but like it's not something which is striking deeply within me it's, oh, that's a basic rhyme i've heard this on something before but Americans, though, I don't know, they seem to love it. Like, fucking yes, man, winner, winner, chicken dinner, unbelievable.
1: It reminded me of my childhood. Like, it, it was fairly common in our playground, I think. So, you know, maybe you just grew up in an isolated, funless wasteland. But
2: I must have as well, because I, I don't remember that phrase ever coming up in my childhood. But maybe it's because I never really want anything. Is that sad? It's <laughs> a sad thing to say. I
0: thought you were going to say because I was never really a child.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: how come you don't like it, Brendy? Like, is this, is there something specific that it's rubbing you up the wrong way with? or
2: A lot of it might just be is because it's difficult and you get shot from far away often and you die. Um, and there's nothing you can do about that. You just have to get better and be careful and not run across open spaces like a a silly, silly buffoon. Um,
0: (laughs) So you resent it for trying to make you behave responsibly? Yes,
2: I absolutely resent anyone who tries to make me behave that way, but I also don't like... I I, I just also think it's not very... uh, I don't think it changes anything from a lot of other Battle Royale-style games. I don't think it does anything new or particularly well. I mean, like, I've played H1Z1, and I know a lot of people have gone from that to this, and I didn't really like that either. I thought it was kind of... It's just a bit plain. I think a lot of it has to do with... I played tons of Daisy, and Daisy is kind of, like, not a battle royale, but similarly, you have to be careful where you're going and stuff like that. But it's also way, way more slower paced, like... Player unknown battlegrounds, plunk bat. Yeah, forces you into an area with other people very quickly. There's not much time to get your bearings or do anything. It feels like a multiplayer shooter, but you've been given an arena that's too big. And I don't I don't want that.
0: Which is a fair response. Like definitely. That's that's a good it's a good opinion to hold.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I also like your opinion. I think it's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nice.
1: So is there anything, like, because it's in development, right? Like, it's is it one of those things that will probably never leave Early Access? or It's
0: got a fairly big studio behind it, so I reckon um, they were um, perhaps over-ambitious in thinking they're going to launch in full within a year of Early Access. Like, Early Access does tend to overrun a bit, but given the scope of the game, I can't imagine they're being that much more that they will do to it beyond like expand it a bit and get it ship-shape. I say that as if that is no effort and all you do is just press a few buttons Mm -hmm. and then some magic software does the rest for you. Could take forever, who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it seems to be scoped fairly small, so I would assume it's going to leave in a fairly timely manner.
1: Do you think it's got much in the way of longevity, like, or, or is that a genre where there will always be the next hotness, you know?
0: It's kind of difficult. This is, I, I think the next few years are going to be interesting for Battle Royale style things as larger developers and big publishers uh, and other games try to roll in ideas from it. It's kind of like in the early days of MOBAs, everyone was basically trying to make either Dota or League of Legends, and they'll just go, we will make that, but we will do this one thing differently. Uh, we're still in those days for Battle Royale games, and it seems that Plunkbat is maybe the better one at the moment, so it will have, like, of first-generation ones, it will be the one that endures, but I can see a fair few games probably will pick up bits and pieces to use in future years. and smash them into other things in strange and unexpected ways, which I'm quite excited to see happen.
1: Brendy, have you been playing anything other than Plunky Bat? Wait, I
0: had a Plunk Bat story. (gasps) Oh, go on. So I sometimes play solo, that's quite nice. You get to have a nice, quiet stroll and wander through the woods and spend lots of time sitting under trees just listening to the wind, which I really enjoy in video games. And sometimes I play Duo, which is Adding another person makes the both of you take it really seriously, like you don't want to let the other person down, and you act like you're Alan Partridge acting out scenes from Bravo 2-0 or something. But my favourite is playing with four people, ideally. When you get the squad going, And there's just four of you fucking around. And you're trying to win. Like, you're doing your best. You're doing the things you're supposed to do in the game. And you're making plans and you're bouncing ideas. And different people are watching out of different windows, trying to spot enemies on the horizon. Driving
2: around in a car, shouting, lads, 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 lads. Yeah,
0: that's the bit that I really like. You just get four people and make them fuck around in a game where often you won't see anyone for five minutes. All you can do is just fuck about. But also you get really good hard transitions between the lads in the bantmobile rolling around this wilderness and then suddenly something happens and you have to spring into action and the moment where just the banter which i realize is on the agenda for today so i have been trying to live a banter um but the banter just drops and everyone suddenly has to be very very serious and try and figure out what's happening because you've not been paying as much attention as you really should have <laughs>
1: Clowning around.
0: (laughs) There was a really nice moment in one of the games I played last night with uh, three other people. So we had the full squad of four and we were in a car like bombing it over a hill. I think we were trying to escape the contracting death circle. So we just come flying over this hill and start getting shot at, uh, like gunfire is lighting up in the window of this house on the other side of the hill. And we instantly jump out of the car and people scatter behind trees and try and hide and everyone's calling out reports on, oh, there's someone in that window, that door's open. And I managed to, I guess, sneak off to one side and go around. Uh, And while they were distracted by the three teammates who were just like popping shots off from behind trees and things, I managed to sneak in and kill three or maybe even all four of them because they're just so focused on these trees. just felt like a a, a monster rolling in, just gunning down a room of four people. It was beautiful.
2: That's good. That sounds so much better than anything that happened to me.
0: And then afterwards, you know, we stole everything on their bodies that we wanted, jumped back in the Bantmobile, and it's fucking lads on tour again, just rolling away (laughs) over the horizon.
1: Nice. I'm kind of torn between feeling massively left out that you've found other people to play things with and being incredibly relieved that I do not have to, like, in any way play this game, which I know I'll be terrible at. So, yeah, I would like more battle reports, I think. <laughs> shall we uh, have you got more stories or shall we ask Brendy what he's been up to?
0: Oh, you don't want to hear my stories.
1: That's never stopped you before.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to be polite. It's your show, so...
1: <laughs> Brandy, what have you been up to?
2: Um, I've not been up to much. I've been very busy. I s- squeezed in a couple of hours of Everspius, which is a rogue like, 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 uh... <laughs> Spears shooter, um, dog fighting in asteroid fields type deal. Uh, you wake up and you are a clone you quickly find out and you find out when you die you're a new clone i guess i didn't really explain it so far anyway
0: it sounds like a video game yeah
2: yeah it's definitely one of those um and each time you die you, ha- you know you save your you have your credits that you died with and then you bank them all and if you don't spend them on new things like better hull or better shields or like you know, the ability to carry more toys on your ship that shoot on, down enemies, um, you lose those credits, so you had to spend everything when you die. So it's kind of just like life after life building yourself stronger and flying from it's got a kind of FTL thing where you go through a jump gate, uh and you come to a new area that's like different little sectors of that area so you can jump to each one and you can upgrade your sensors to let you know if one sector is dangerous or one sector is low risk and then you fly to the low risk sector because you you know your your gun is broken because it got shot in the last place so you have to go and find some crystals and fix the gun um and stuff like that uh but it you know it, it it it's okay i'm not really i feel like it would be a more fun game if uh i if the controls were better um i've been kind of spoiled because i played a lot of elite dangerous with a big joystick and a what do they call that uh hotas with with the with the 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 thing that you push forward that makes you go i'm an (laughs) expert space pilot like no the other one the one beside the joystick (laughs) throttle that is it yeah the throttle the throttle thank you uh so i played a lot of elite dangerous with that controller and even before that with the xbox gamepad and i feel like you know like that was perfectly me control wise this is really odd like it, the default setting is that you move your spaceship around like wsd keys and it actually says no we we encourage you to use the keyboard and mouse um, and then your cur- your mouse cursor controls where your guns are aiming but where your spaceship is aiming isn't necessarily where your guns are aiming. And I think it's trying to replicate what it's like in VR, which is what it's been built for. So you move your head around, I guess, and it shoots, I don't know, I don't have VR.
0: With laser eyes. With laser
2: eyes, yeah, exactly. Everywhere
0: you look turns to lasers.
2: Um, but <laughs> but, uh, it feels really, really odd when you're using a mouse and keyboard to control it. And you can change it to be more like a normal space shooter where the, the crosshair is fixed in the center of the screen and I changed it to that and it still feels really odd and drifty and difficult to control and it might just be a matter of getting used to that because otherwise it it's a fun game you find yourself in scrapes like parts of your ship can get destroyed and broken and you can't use them or they don't work properly anymore like i had one time when my pulse laser which is like your default poo poo uh got is that the noise it makes yeah it goes poo 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 um <laughs> and it um it got broken one time, and I was like, all right, you know what, I'll switch to my Gatling gun, which is like your secondary weapon. And I was like, I'll just shoot things with this from now on, and then that got broken, and I was like, all I mean, right.
0: Hang on, how does the Gatling gun go?
2: It goes...
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that broke, and you moved on to... And that
2: broke, and I moved on to just using my missiles, because that is like my secondary weapon that you're supposed to see for blowing things up when their shields are down, and I was just like launching four at a time to bring down one person, and you only have 20 of them. And then they were all gone, like I ran out of those, and I thought, you know what, I'll just get out of this system, I'll go to the next one, this will be fine. And I jumped into the next system, and there was a big like intergalactic storm happening, and all my sensors didn't work. And I was like, okay, so now I am a completely non-functioning spaceship, but at least it looks like there is nothing here. And at the moment I thought that, like six different ships warped in out of nowhere and just thought oh you look like a nice helpless man i am going to murder you and they all individually murdered me so uh, there are moments like that when you when you feel like you're up against it that are really nice and i want more of that i just i just have to get over this mice controls you know
0: so that sounds kind of um like mech warrior or something in that it's got the like movement and aiming is independent and bits of you get blown off but i thought it was like a relatively arcadey space shooter or is it a serious sim bit no
2: it's hugely arcadey like the those little moments when like things break and you have to try and fix them and there is like a repair tab you get nanobots that you can collect to fix it and stuff feels very light like it's just attached on to make those small moments oh, okay. and i say that like i flew into a place and you know my things didn't work and i got blown up as if it's like a hugely unique story that will happen to every single player of this game multiple times over so it's not like a a a, a wonderful what do you call it, emergent thing to happen um it is part of how it is it's hugely arcadey like every place you go has something to shoot and something that's going to shoot you um the collecting and like building of stuff and crafting of new missiles and different like little power ups like things that boost your shields and stuff like that is kind of just put on in the rogue like sense because those things get do get stronger as you upgrade your thing with every death to be honest if i don't know if i could re- recommend it so far based on what i've played to everybody but i feel like if i was playing it with a vr uh, headset i i would i would probably be here saying you guys don't know shit you guys have not played any video games it's gonna be the best thing i can't believe vr headsets aren't on the nhs so that everyone can play this this is amazing
0: yeah <laughs> vr does make people into pricks um <laughs> but
2: but i don't have a vr headset because i don't have million pounds to spend on it so, I can't say that it's just, you know, without that, it's just kind of a, it's a decent arcade space game with uh somewhat irritating controls.
0: And it goes poo-poo.
2: And it goes poo-poo-poo and da ga 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 and the missiles <laughs> go shh.
1: What was it called again?
2: Um Everspace.
1: Everspace. Okay.
2: I mean, but fair fair play to the developers for not calling it Everspace without the second e. Uh, so that they can make the VR stand together they didn't do that and I think all props must go to them for that 8 out of 10
0: (laughs) nice Uh, I would downgrade that to a 7 out of 10 because they could use 3's instead
2: (laughs) shit you're right 7 out of 10
1: (laughs) I'm losing track of the numbers at this point (laughs) Um, I have been playing, in case you were interested, I have... (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I was about to ask. (laughs) I have been playing Football Manager, uh, or rather Football Manager Touch 2017. Um, It's because uh, Adam, Alec, Graham and I set out to... uh, (laughs) push Leicester City to the top of the league and or various cups just by our sheer prowess as a four person management extravaganza and it went about as well as, as you would surmise Um, but because I'd never actually played football manager I obviously kind of know the basics um, because obviously it's been around for so long and a lot of people that I know are super into it but actually having to deal with the sheer amount of information that it throws at you was initially really overwhelming um, even with touch which I think is the streamlined version Um, and so I had this file that Adam sent me essentially with a note saying everything's ruined good luck. Um, and just tried to work it out from guesswork and hovering over things and heading to uh, the internet for various instructional videos so that I could figure out what's going on. And I mean, you can read the full diary piece when it goes up, I think it'll be up later this week, but it was a total disaster. I think I did about as poorly as possible and managed to get us ejected from all of the cups that adam had qualified us for and we ended the league a few places up from relegation which i think is a success um (laughs) let's go with a success we could have been middlesbrough you know could be worse but it was Yeah, that was a bit of a baptism by fire. Um, There's just so much information to keep track of, and it's been so many years since I had any attachment to football or watched it or took an interest in play styles or players or anything like that and it just felt like, it felt like when I try and play something like Endless Legend or some kind of other management slash forex slash resource stravaganza with all manner of tooltips that I need to somehow keep on top of and then people kept asking me questions from the press they'd be like what do you think about that defeat and you'd be like ah it wasn't my fault but there wasn't a button for it wasn't my fault this was a problem inherited from the previous government
2: did you just answer every question like all footballers and football managers answer questions which is just to kind of say yeah you know it was like it was a good game, they played good. Lads went out
0: there, did their best.
1: <laughs> well, I, I kind of, I did always picture my, uh, our shared character, Ian Football, muttering into his anorak, you know, about sort of, well, oh, you know, well, obviously it's a bit disappointing, but, you know, well, I have full faith in the lads to bring it back next time, you know, all of that kind of That's stuff. That's very good, you're very practiced. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but it was just this really weird, frustrating kind of thing where I I just didn't know where to start. And obviously, you know, it's not ideal to start about three quarters of the way through a playthrough. But um, it was, yeah, I think I hadn't realised quite how much information you're juggling at any given time. And there's just so much stuff that different sources feed you and I'm still not quite sure how to actually employ it you know like um, before matches uh, my press officer would just turn up and would tell me like oh yeah you know people think that you're really likely to lose this and it'll be a disaster (laughs) like oh well I mean I don't feel good about this now and I don't really see how you're helping but I wasn't allowed to fire him like there was no button for you know end this man so I had to just put up with it and you know and when we lost a match he'd you know show up again and be like yeah everyone says that was awful and you know there was there was a point where we went um, we were playing in the European Champions Cup, and it was the second leg of the of the match, and we were already, I think, we were four nil down on aggregate from the previous leg of it, and we performed so badly against Paris Saint Germain that my imaginary football squad refunded the fans who had come to see the game out of their own pockets just because it had been such a terrible performance (laughs) and like yeah to
2: get a to get a sense of of how this is going then overall what what position are you now
1: i think it's 15th in the league (laughs) So where's the color? where's relegation zone? Well, it's the bottom three, and I think it's there's twenty places. So we're you know we're a few up. It's fine. We were. So you're kind of
2: hovering in that in that not not danger zone, but you know like next to the danger zone.
1: Well, the season's finished, so we've avoided relegation. I got oh, okay. a pay bonus for that. All right, well done. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. i got a pay bonus. Although my final match was against the team that are the very bottom of the league and they still managed to absolutely trounce us. And I was like, sure, sure. And one of my players has had concussion for a good few weeks. And I'm like, I think he might be dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you've still got sort of symptoms of concussion after a few days, that's a hospital visit that you need right there rather than just, you know, rest.
2: I don't think the physiotherapist is going to fix that one.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. So, but, I mean, <laughs> it'll be fine. I don't think anyone can die in Football Manager. More's the pity. I mean, maybe if you play for long enough, someone will, like, die of old age, right? Like, because you can just keep the leagues going and going and going and generate footballers. So if you can, like generate footballers surely they can die right otherwise it'll just become overpopulated
2: so to describe this to someone who's not who doesn't really like a lot of football stuff would you say it's like crusader kings 2 the football um, or would you say shut up brendan that makes no sense
1: Well, okay, this is the part where you have to remember that I also don't play Crusader Kings. I make Adam tell me stories, and I think he weaves them based on interfaces that I just cannot understand.
2: Well, I think that's just what you've done with Football Manager. Well, so. yeah,
1: I think it's because the amount of stuff that happens and the the way that you start just piecing it together um, does lend itself to stories. Uh, it's, it's more that I think for spending more time with the game, I would want to feel like I had more control or understood where I could exert um, degrees of pressure to actually try and influence the narrative because it felt you know without that knowledge without knowing which play styles to employ and when when was a good time to make a substitution you know like according to the game logic rather than anything else um it it could feel a lot like you were at the mercy of you know just the the results as they as the computer resolves them or of you know injuries that will just happen you know i would get reports that so and so had like bruised their leg during just regular practice and sometimes you just be like okay and and it it could feel like oh god that player is actually cursed i might just hire an exorcist at some point for him um but you know, it's it's one of those things where it's a fine line between being able to make um, an entertaining story for yourself as you play it and just sort of feeling a bit like I'm not having an effect yet. So maybe if I'd started from the beginning or if I was following a tutorial, it would be a lot more um, obvious or transparent, or maybe if Adam was sat next to me, going, "What the hell are you doing? Why is that happening? Like, this is a really important thing that you need to pay attention to. What's going on?" But, um, but he wasn't. <laughs> He's out of the country. So, uh,
0: aside from, I suppose, the game level, didn't you have an expert mentor to help you with high-level footballing decisions?
1: Well, so. <laughs> I do actually own a copy of Alex Ferguson's A Year in the Life, which is his uh, sort of uh, not an autobiography. It's his diary, his manager diary from the uh, season where Eric Cantona uh, kicked someone uh, in in the head. So uh, it was kind of interesting because I was just opening the page, at, uh, opening the book at random and just fishing for advice in the manner of a kind of fortune teller, you know, uh, that you consult as a kid, you know, just being like, help me, Sir Alex! And sometimes he would just tell me about how he uh, went home and, and read teletext for a while,
0: because his wife <laughs> was away! And what just does he like, read on teletext? Well,
1: the sport pages, I'm guessing. Or maybe bamboozle. Maybe he was really into that. <laughs>
2: Your name, the name of the manager that you all share is Ian Football, right? Yeah. Well, I've just come across a news article within, from within the game on our Twitter feed. Um, you must know this, but it reads, Lester, consider football's future. Football being the surname of the manager, not the whole game. <laughs>
0: they're gonna just they're gonna do it while you were there like they had the chance at football they're done it
2: says the leicester board are contemplating whether or not to offer ian football an extension to his current deal as manager they did by the
1: way and i took it before they could kick me out But then I got given a news story by my press officer, who I had grown to hate by that point. And he was just like, oh, by the way, they're saying, uh, the press are saying uh, about your next match. It'll be whichever manager is the manager of the losing team that gets fired. I was like, oh, (laughs) I hope I read my contract. (laughs) I hope I put some kind of proviso in there that this can't happen. (laughs) Otherwise, you know, it's going to be a short, short renewal period of this. I'm just. I'm now just thumbing through the the Alex Ferguson's book. Wednesday the fifth of October. The injuries continue. Steve Bruce's knee is beginning to grumble. <laughs> Monday the third of October. We have a few injuries. Roy Keane is gone to have his groin scanned to see if there's any real damage. <laughs> so you know it's. Uh... Mate, come on. <sighs> God. Anyway, there will be uh, the full thing. Uh, I think it was Alec first, then Graham, then Adam, and then me all successively trying to run Leicester City into the ground less than the other three. Um, so I think we've only got one or two questions this week. Um, but
0: The Hot cues. what's the name of the questions section? It's
2: just readers. Ask RPS. Okay. Read a
0: response. It's Level up. Question zone. Um... The question master.
2: It, okay, it's all of those now.
1: <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think one of them is just top picks from each of you. They ask for five, but you, I think five might be... not exactly pushing it, but I think it might...
2: It's too many. It's too many.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it says... From Mind Game Studio. Top five picks from each of you for the best E3 announcements that actually came through. I don't know what actually came through <laughs> means exactly, but I can give a few. I, I will say uh, we didn't actually mention these when we were doing our roundup because um, I forgot them. Um, but uh, the new Ori game the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. I think it's Ori and the Willow the Wisps or something. Yeah. Is it something like that? Um, I am definitely up for more Ori. It was so pretty and I have had sufficient time to get over the hard as nails final boss nonsense. Actually wait, no I haven't. I'm clearly still (laughs) cross. But (laughs) hopefully I won't have to do that specific thing again. So I am I am up for some more of that. Um, But also Tacoma. We saw a little bit more about that and got a release date, I believe, for August, I want to say.
2: Tacoma is the gone home developers doing uh, a space station?
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's an abandoned space station after some kind of disaster and you scrub back and forth through um holographic projections of what the crew were actually doing in the run-up to the the event and you can piece together story from that and i had a hands-on at gdc and it was absolutely lovely and full of just gorgeous little moments i have a lot of enthusiasm for that one um, and then I did actually manage to come up with five just because um, I, I added in Destiny 2 which obviously is because I was Destiny's so Destiny. child <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly um, Sea of Thieves which we've already mentioned and Tunic which is the uh, cutesy little game that uh, was called Secret Legend And it has that fox who wanders around uh, doing Zelda-ish stabbing of things and adventuring, uh, it seems. And I think John really loved it when he had a hands-on a couple of years back. So, hmm. How about you, uh, Brendy?
2: I think uh, Sea of Thieves, like you said, I think looks really interesting. I think I can have some silly times in that where things go wrong. And that's what I want in a video game similarly there's a game called a way out which is from the developers of brothers Yeah. Uh, brothers a tale of two sons which was a great game where you controlled two two sons um i think bro- they're brothers they're, and they're, actually, and they're yeah. brothers and it's a tale about them um and you control one brother with one of the joysticks on your gamepad and another brother with the other joystick and it's hugely confusing at first it's like you know patting your uh, belly and then patting your head in a different way or whatever and rubbing your um, tummy
1: and patting your head yeah
2: it's about rubbing your body in different places whatever um and uh and the developers of that have come up with a co-op game where you actually play with another person i think it's designed for kind of split screen play and you're two prisoners who are trying to break out of jail um, and i think that that could be really fun and i think it showed some images of them like climbing into laundry baskets and distracting guards or knocking them out like you know depending on what the different players want to choose to do so i think that's on my list
1: so brothers had really interesting control mechanisms does this game do anything similar
2: I, I mean it. It doesn't seem to. It doesn't say that it's doing that. I feel like, and I feel like that's fine because brothers, they did they, they did what they set out to do. They made a point about this, like mechanics. It has one of the best endings in games. I mean, even if it's a little tropey, but it's quite good. It has a good twist, almost you could say. And if a way I doesn't want to do anything special with controls, I'm fine with that. If they can just make a good kind of co-op style game. I'm, I'm grand for them to go with that. I'm sure it'll pull some strange things because I feel like they're a, a, an intelligent developer in that way, but it doesn't need to, I think, for for my money. I'm excited or sort of excited about Metro, this new Metro game called Metro Exodus, uh, which is going to be an open-world Metro, which is weird because usually Metro is like it, it's literally on rails um, i see what you did there yes i did it um, <laughs> i did the thing that everybody else is probably doing so i don't know if that'll be better or worse because of that because the previous metros are always have really high attention to detail as you along this linear route but it could be good um what are the other ones what are other things what are the other ones <laughs> um, I would no say, cheating, would,
1: no cribbing off others.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would instantly say beyond good and evil 2, I'd love to play that, but again, it's just a it's just a CGI video, and I don't know what that means. So it's hard to get an idea of what what it is. I'm excited, but not to the point where I you know won't say. Oh.
1: It feels like it's a thing where it's good that they are in a place where they have now started talking about it because that implies they've got a lot further They've got something. Yeah, than previous. I mean, that
2: would imply that they have something to work with. They have (laughs) been at the exact point where they've shown something that would imply they'd had something to work (laughs) with. And it turns out that that didn't come to anything. But yeah, there was another one as well. um, Grifflands, Mm. I think that's my fifth one. Uh, that's by clay 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 clay, clay. clay. um humea don't starve and oxygen, oxygen not, not, included. not included but uh that's about being like a kind of i don't know you're like a space rogue like a bounty hunter style person i don't know very cartoony looking uh rpg that seems to have a lot of like dialogue choices and stuff like that and i think that they're they, i think they're quite a, a good studio for for coming up with uh stuff that's again makes you a fool in the same way that like Sea of Thieves might. So that's my five. I'm done. (laughs) I
0: Alice (laughs) Um Yeah, like it's why I have to come up with exactly five. I mean I agree with Brendan. The Grifflins looks like it should be fun. Uh which is based purely on the fact that it's pretty and also clay make really good games, so broadly speaking, anything they do, I'm interested in it. Uh, actually, genuinely, uh, I do like the look of Need for Speed payback because it looks... I mean, they are just trying to do Fast and the Furious and they won't do it nearly as well, but at least they're trying. Someone's got to try to do Fast and Furious. It's like you just, you drive a car and you punch cars with the car, and then there are explosions <laughs> and someone yells things, like, yeah, okay then, which I understand is the basic summation of that game.
1: Unlike <laughs> a kind of big, silly like extravaganza note are either of you interested in crackdown because for me that felt a bit like
0: trying too hard oh yeah the trailer sucks but crackdown can be a really good game so
2: i've never played a a crackdown game so i don't really know what the appeal is i look at the trailer that came out and i i honestly thought like is this i felt like i'd gone back in time like i didn't know what what it was
0: it's the 90s again have you not been paying attention
2: never pay attention alice
0: Yeah, (laughs) you ran aground twice in Terra Bay, of course, you never pay attention. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Anyway, so that was one. Oh, Jesus.
0: (laughs) You got one. (laughs) Um, Ooblets? I mean, they didn't announce anything new, but there was a trailer and it looks really nice. It's that kind of uh, like Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, Pokemon dance party sort of thing. It's just pleasant. There are pictures, and they move, and there are sounds, and I see the pictures, and I hear the sounds, and the combination of the two is pleasing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a positive review from Alice. Yeah. It's not just, yeah, sure, whatever.
0: I mean, (laughs) yeah, sure, whatever is broadly positive, right? It's recognizing that things exist, which can be...
2: Only because you said that, yeah, sure, whatever, in a in a brighter tone than the last few, sh- yeah, sure, whatever. You, you know, there's a difference between yeah, sure, whatever, and yeah, sure, whatever.
0: I'm a beacon <laughs> of sunshine, Brendan Caldwell.
2: You've got range. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe you should do, like, spoken um, reviews. Maybe that's where we're falling down with getting you to review things. They need that, you know, the, the intonation to make it clear what is a 6 out of 10 and what is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. See, the problem is, Pip, anytime I
0: try to modulate my intonation, you get very angry with me, so... No, that's not
1: true. What is true, however, is that you know the exact tone of voice to use to make my skin crawl and keep doing it.
2: Through. Oh, we, should, we need an example of this voice. And the
0: problem is that while many people find ASMR sensations pleasant, in reality ASMR is like a needle through the brain. It's horrifying, it's disgusting, I find the videos deeply unnerving. And yet, the internet seems full of them, they seem very popular, and genuinely, they make me feel physically sick. I will mute
1: you! (laughs) Alice did an entire uh, playthrough of Dark Souls with that voice, which I couldn't watch, mostly. But you wanted to support my endeavours. Well, I tried once or twice, and I mostly was just entertained hearing when I knew that you were rage quitting <laughs> when, you were to, when you were trying to pass it off as a kind of really zen act of just removing <laughs> yourself from the game, and I was like, mm.
0: <laughs> it's quite difficult to be zen while also doing something very complex.
2: We've still only got two, your I five games. I thought just dis- wow. sort it out.
0: I was hoping if I did that, I wouldn't have to keep talking.
2: No, I don't get distracted by tangents.
0: I don't know. You know, this stuff, it's nice. Answer the question.
2: Like a way out.
0: I'm just repeating things. New Wolfenstein looks nice. Dishonored DLC, like more Dishonored, is great. Uh, And the idea of the DLC sounds like it could be fun. Just going off, killing the outsider or some of those scampish assassins again.
2: All right, sorted. That's five.
0: So five. Fantastic.
1: You're in the clear. Shall we? Um, shall we call it a day there?
0: Wait, hang on. What's your closing patter? Well, hey gang, thanks for listening to the RPS Rock Paper Pod 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 Shotcast. <laughs> Slam this one on repeat. Remember to like, favorite, and subscribe, and come back for all your latest hot RPS content. See you same time next week.
1: That was a lot better than I usually manage. Shall we just stick with that one? I think that's good. Yeah. Oh, review us on iTunes, but only if you like us. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs>
1: unresearched isn't it
2: the whole podcast so far has been complete horse we don't know anything about games
1: no that's becoming abundantly clear